Allow up, our friends. It's the seventh day of speech, the year 175 of the Badi calendar, November 29th, 2018. Yesterday was the holy day which marked the ascension of Abdu'l-Bahá. To honor that holy day, I want to read a couple of passages from the vignettes from the life of Abdu'l-Bahá. The first one was on page 95. There is no need to belabor the fact that Abdu'l-Bahá's every act spoke of love, a love for every human being, each created by God. His abundant love, universal and divine, transcended, limited, semi-selfish loves, loves often born of race or religion, color or country, family or friendship. Because his love of God and Baha'u'llah ran deep, his love for human beings followed naturally and sincerely. He knew what it meant when he said, When you love a member of your family or a compatriot, let it be with a ray of the infinite love. Let it be in God and for God. He advised pilgrim Anna Kunz and her husband in 1921. Just like a shepherd who is affectionate to all his sheep without preference or distinction, you should be affectionate to all. You should not look at their shortcomings. Consider that they are all created by God who loves them all. Also on page 95. Once when Abdu'l-Bahá was asked, What is a Baha'i? He replied, To be a Baha'i simply means to love all the world, to love humanity and try to serve it, to work for universal peace and universal brotherhood. We continue on page 96. Once Abdu'l-Bahá was asked, Why do all the guests who visit you come away with shining countenances? He said with his beautiful smile, I cannot tell you, but in all those whom I look, I see only my father's face. And again on page 96. Gloria Fazi has beautifully expa- explained the Master's wide love. When the heart of man is attracted to God through his manifestation on earth, he has established a thing, a link of love with his Creator. And as the link grows stronger, he will feel an overflowing love for all that God has created. Abdu'l-Bahá once gave the example of a soiled and crushed letter that reaches the hand of a lover from his beloved. That letter, he said, is no less precious because of the condition in which it has arrived. It is cherished because it has come from a loved one. In the same way, we can learn to love a fellow man, no matter who he is, because he is God's creature. And on page 102... In 1909, Ethel Rosenberg made a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Although he was free, the master had not yet left Akka to live in Haifa. Ethel asked him what the friends could do to increase their numbers and to make their work more effective. He answered that the members of the little groups should love each other very much and be devoted friends. The more they loved each other, the more the teachings would attract and draw others, 
and the more they loved, the more their influence would be felt. I say also in English that you may understand how much I mean it, that love is the foundation of everything. And on page 102 as well. In Akka, there lived a man who so hated Abdu'l-Bahá that he would turn his back when he met him, fearing lest he lost his hatred. One day they met in such a narrow street that the enemy was forced to meet Abdu'l-Bahá face to face. Abdu'l-Bahá tapped the man upon the shoulder and said, Wait a few moments until I speak. However great may be your hatred of me, it can never be as strong as my love for you. The man was startled, awakened, and made to feel the unconquerable power of love. And on page 163. Just before Mrs. C. left the household of Abdu'l-Bahá and Akka, he came into her room to say farewell, and seating himself by the window, looked off upon the sea in silence for so long a time that his guest began to wonder if he had forgotten her presence. Then at length he turned to her and said, with that eager speech that is one of his peculiarities, Mrs. C., when you go back to New York to talk to people about the love of God, people in the world do not talk about God enough. Their conversation is filled with trivialities, and they forget the most momentous subjects. Yet if you speak to them of God, they are happy, and presently they open their hearts to you. Often you cannot mention this glorious revelation, for their prejudice would interfere and they would not listen. But you will find that you can always talk to them about the love of God. Then he went away, and Mrs. C. sat a long time in the gathering darkness, while the glory of the sun descended upon the glittering waters of the Mediterranean. The fragrant shadows seemed to echo softly with the last words of Abdu'l-Bahá. You will find that you can always talk to them about the love of God. And one more passage from Ruhi Book 4. Baha'u'lláh's family were full of grief. They had not seen him for almost two years. Even his jealous brother Mirza Yahya wanted him to return, but what could they do? There was no word of him, and they did not even know if he was still alive. His little son, Abdu'l-Bahá, longed to see his father again, longed and longed till his heart ached. One night he was so lonely he could not sleep in the moonlight. All through the night he prayed the same prayer, begging for his father's return. Now at the very next day, walking in the streets of Baghdad with his uncle, they heard a snatch of conversation. A dervish of incomparable wisdom was living in the mountains of Suleimania. He had magnetized all with his love. It could be no other but his beloved father. Immediately they sent word to the nameless dervish, begging him to return, and he agreed. What months of waiting followed? The gentle Nawab called her little daughter to her. Bahia, you and I will make something for our beloved's return. And she took pieces of turmen, precious red cloth, that was all that remained of her wedding treasures, and they started to stitch. Little Bahia's face aglow, imagining the joy of being together again, how she would hug her father and hold on to his hands and kiss him, how beautiful her mother would look in the new red dress, 
and her brother would be happy once more. As they stitched through the red cloth, piercing it together, piecing it together, bit by bit, Nawab told Bahia how her wedding treasures had been loaded onto forty mules, how for six months before her marriage a jeweler had made exquisite treasures, for even the buttons of her garments had once been gold set with precious stones. Bahia saw that Nawab's hands, once soft and smooth, were now rough and worn with work. At last, at last, a footfall, a face at the door. Baha'u'llah had returned. After the tears had fallen, the kisses kissed, the joy laughed out, the red bundle was brought. Nawab had made no dress for herself, but taking the last thing of beauty she had, she had made a red abba for the shoulders of her beloved. I'm going to continue on with this theme from Baha'i World Faith Writings of Baha'u'llah, page 365 and 366, titled The Beloved of God. The spiritual love of God maketh man pure and holy, and clotheth him with the garment of virtue and purity. And when man attacheth his heart wholly to God, and becometh related to the blessed perfection, the divine bounty will dawn. This love is not physical, nay, rather, it is absolutely spiritual. The souls whose consciences are enlightened through the light of the love of God, they are like unto shining lights and resemble stars of holiness in the heaven of purity. The real and great love is the love of God that is wholly above the imaginations and thoughts of men. The beloved of God must each be the essence of purity and holiness, so may they be known by their purity, freedom, and meekness in every land. They may drink from the eternal chalice of the love of God, in joyous ecstasy, and through meeting the beauty of Abha, they should be joyful, active, aglow with zeal, and wonderful. This is the station of the sincere. This is the quality of those who are firm. This is the illumination of the faces of those who are near. Therefore, O ye friends of God, ye must in perfect purity attain spiritual unity and agreement to a degree that ye may express one spirit and one life. In this condition, physical bodies play no part. The command and authority are in the hand of the spirit. When the spirit becometh all-inclusive, the spiritual union shall be attained. Night and day endeavor to attain perfect harmony. Be thoughtful concerning your own spiritual developments and close your eyes to the shortcomings of one another. By good deeds, pure lives, humility, and meekness be a lesson for others. I'm going to continue our reading of the hidden words of Baha'u'llah with the 37th and 38th hidden word from the Arabic. O son of man, divest not thyself of my beauteous robe, and forfeit not thy portion from my wondrous fountain, lest thou shouldst thirst for evermore. O son of being, walk in my statutes for love of me, and deny thyself that which thou desireth if thou seekest my pleasure. And I want to close today with a prayer by Abdu'l-Baha. It's on page 112 and 113 of the Baha'i Prayer Book. 
O thou kind Lord, thou hast created all humanity from the same stock. Thou hast decreed that all shall belong to the same household. In thy holy presence they are all thy servants, and all mankind are sheltered beneath thy tabernacle. All have gathered together at thy table of bounty. All are illumined through the light of thy providence. O God, thou art kind to all. Thou hast provided for all, to shelter all, conferrest life upon all. Thou hast endowed each and all with talents and faculties, and all are submerged in the ocean of thy mercy. O thou kind Lord, unite all, let the religions agree, and make the nations one, so that they may see each other as one family, and the whole earth as one home. May they all live together in perfect harmony. O God, raise aloft the banner of the oneness of mankind. O God, establish the most great peace. Cement thou, O God, the hearts together. O thou kind Father, God, gladden our hearts through the fragrance of thy love. Brighten our eyes through the light of thy guidance. Delight our ears with the melody of thy word, and shelter us all in the stronghold of thy providence. Thou art the mighty and powerful. Thou art the forgiving, and thou art the one who overlooketh the shortcomings of all mankind. Abdu'l-Baha. Thank you for joining me at Scattering Angels today. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day. Thanks.